All right, glasses of wine poured. Mic on. Mic ready. All right, here we are. Emily P. Caroline Colby. We are season one, episode one, pilot of our new podcast. Cinevino. Cinevino. Let's Cinevino. Let's get it started. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. You know, a podcast where we pour one out and or more than one and talk about movies that we're into right now. Um, Look, who doesn't like staying in, not going out, going to a movie with your high school best friend, Mm -hmm. coming back, pouring a thick glass of wine and just hashing out what you just saw in theaters? So here's a basic breakdown. Every week we're going to go to the movies and see movie in theaters, come home, pour a glass of wine, analyze the shit out of it. And just kind of talk it through, you know, highs and lows, what we think about it. And I just want to go ahead and preface this um, as a caveat that we are in no way qualified to be film critics. We don't really know what we're talking about. Uh, Like, we're not cinematographers. We're not. We didn't go to school for this. We really don't know anything. Never worked in the industry. But here we are. (laughs) Here we are. And we love movies and we love talking about them. So basically, we're going to kind of explain the movie, whatever we pick that week, um, the best we can chronologically. As everyone knows, Rotten Tomatoes kind of is a good caliber to set what a movie score is. We're going to take our own little spin on it, ripened potato. I like it. I think we're just going to roll with it. Potatoes. Everyone's seen the meme. Potatoes are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. Underrated. I'm into it. Um, you know, like fries, hash browns, breakfast, lunch, dinner, all three meals, casual. Yeah, I'm into it. I love, I love a good potato, ripened potato. Let's just go with it. I'm not loving it, but I'm also not hating it. Soul. I'm sold. Um, we're also gonna do at the end of the episode a goat, greatest of all time, and woat, worst of all time Whoa. of the week. I already know who our woat is for this week. I already week. know who our woat is too. I think it's unanimous. Yeah. And uh, what we're excited for, kind of next week by week and in 2018 so let's dive into our first movie yeah emily what movie are we doing this week i mean i think anyone who knows us would know that we would be remiss if we didn't start off kick this off with star wars the last jedi the only worthy movie of 2017 well we'll see if it's worthy but yeah star wars the last jedi directed by ryan johnson produced by disney which is Dissected by us. Dissected by us, yeah. Cinevine. Okay, let's get started. Cinevino. Cinevino. Oh my gosh. Here we go. All right, so here we have the first opening scene. Yellow letters crawling down Star Wars. And then Is we there d- anything more hyped than sitting in movie theater and seeing like the Star Wars crawl? It catches me off guard every time. I know. It's it really is something to behold. We have the resistance evacuating, and uh, Poe wants to destroy a dreadnought. What what is a dreadnought? A dreadnought. Okay, I actually looked this up on Wikipedia because I was interested. Uh, What's well, their big ship in Star Wars? Like that big bomber thing. But what a dreadnought was in real life was like during World War Two or something. Um, this is not historically accurate, so don't freak out on me. But um, <laughs> the British, I think, it was like heavily armed battleships were called dreadnoughts. So okay. I love the scene where Poe's on the phone with General Hux. Oh my god, I know. Hux's whole movie just gets like literally slung around by the force. I know. He like gets shit on by everybody. But I know in the fr- I've heard people like on multiple podcasts and reviews talking about this movie saying that like that scene they thought was dumb and like overly funny and there's definitely some scenes in the movie that I think verge on that, but this one I think was I think this one was fine. I yeah. liked it. I laughed. Yeah. The funny thing about Star Wars is, like, people... I feel like at this point, people have seen it... Like, the first time I saw it, hated it. And now, oh, the yeah. second time I've seen it, I'm like, okay, there's parts that I initially hated. Now, I'm like, ah, oh, I kind of like it now. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why it's. I'm happy that we're doing this now, because, like, it's been out a few weeks. Everyone's seen it one or two or three, four yeah. times. Um, and there's already been so many reviews you know people talking about the film already so it's like everyone's kind of hashed out their initial thoughts about it and kind of come to terms with like it or not this is episode seven yeah so all right let's go back into this first scene we have rose's sister with that image of the last bomber all the all the other bombers yeah got shot off rose's sister just page freaking, right page yeah 
you probably know better than I do, yeah. but like kicking the metal, trying to get that little initiating button to set off and yeah. kind of right as it goes down, she gets it. Yeah, that was awesome. And I think that was obviously super exciting. I think it kind of harkens back to the sacrifices in A New Hope, you know, when they blow up the Death Star. It's got, you've got these rebels that are heroes and they die for this cause. And so, I mean, this is definitely like a, a heavy casualty kind of battle. I mean, they all die, right? All the yeah. bombers die. I'm going to go ahead and say this early on. I think her name is Paige. I hope it is. She's obviously the cool sister. Oh, like definitely. Like, this is savage, but I I wish she didn't die. I was about to say, I wish that she stayed alive and that Rose... Rose died? Died. Like, at least she would have sacrificed herself. (laughs) We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll get into that Um, later. But, yeah, I know. Paige, she was a badass. I hope her name is Paige. It's... I think it is. Um, Yeah, let's get into more Rose later. Paige, awesome. Small hero. Score one for resistance. So, do you think, in your opinion... That Poe, because, like, Leia kind of gets on to him for this, for, like, the heavy casualties. Like, do you think, like, that was a good move, doing all that? Or do you think he should have, like, saved his people instead? Poe, in my eyes, can do absolutely, positively nothing wrong. I think everything okay, he does is valid. perfect. But yeah. I, I do think he's hot-headed, but that's that's just kind of what his character is. they say a hot-headed fly boy? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, whatever. I'm into it. All right, let's move on to... Next, we have Ray. We're going to bounce back and forth. We're going to chronologically do this as best we can, so stick with us. Uh, we have Ray on Octu with Chewie and R2-D2 on the Millennium Falcon to see Luke. Yeah, and I mean, this is, like, probably the most highly anticipated movie. Like, we've been waiting two years since the end of The Force Awakens when we see her on Octu holding out the lightsaber to Luke. And now we're finally, we're finally there. I year. like the vibe of this island. Like, it's secluded by itself. Yeah. Um, it looks like, I don't know, I, I picture, like, an Ireland greenery with the rocks, waves crashing down. And we've got the cute little porgs, which, from the trailer, I thought was only going to be one porg. It's a lot. Do you know? I do. You, I read this somewhere. Do you know why they have porgs at all? No. It's because what, on whatever island that was that they filmed, there were puffin, like puffin penguins, and they were native there, and they couldn't make them leave, so they were like, we can't emit them out of every shot, so we'll just make them porgs. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I kind of wanted there to only be one, but... Well, whatever. Uh, okay, let's talk about Luke. A little grumpy, if you ask me. Oh, I, I'm just going to go out there and say, I, I was not a fan of him tossing the lightsaber over his shoulder. Yeah. I, I just don't think Luke would have done that. But you got to think, he's been on the island by himself. Ray talks to him. Poor thing. Like, one of the first thing he goes, where's Han? I know. That was really heartbreaking. I mean, oh. But he's definitely, like, he's definitely grumpy. Um, then we have Ray kind of following him around until what makes him finally decide to give her, I forgot, like, lessons. Where he's like, okay, I'll give you Three Jedi lessons. Let's Wasn't it he he went on the ship at one night and he like reconnected with R two. Oh yeah. And he played back the recording of Leia like the Help me Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh shoot, I forgot. That was so sweet. I definitely cried. Yeah, the thing from her when like the beginning of the yeah, New Hope. Yeah, he was okay. like cheap move or whatever. Yeah, and then uh, right before we switch back, we've got Ray starts kind of connecting with Kylo. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, Let's jump to... Okay, so then we've got... All right, I want to circle back to the island, Ray's connection, all those backstories later. Right now, I want to talk about uh, kind of Kylo and Leia um, have that moment back on the ship where... Do you remember, like, when you watched the trailer for the first time? I don't know about you, but, like, I was like... Yes. Oh, my God, Kylo Ren's about to kill Leia. Like, I yes. told her that was going to happen, and I was like, I swear if that's how they... This handle the passing of Carrie Fisher, I'm going to be devastated. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons I was so frustrated with this movie. Is like the whole movie, I was sitting here, hands in lap, waiting for this heroic death of Carrie Fisher. That is Leia, Princess Leia, the sweetheart of Star Wars. Right. And we I mean, we'll get, get to that later, but we don't get it. And Kylo, on the in the meanwhile, is sitting there. Should I do it? Should I not? And then. Blasters from behind just get her. I know. And then, after we want this heroic oh death, we get floating the Leia. Mary Poppins of what was that? I don't know. I hated it. I mean, it, she looked like a chess piece. Like, My face was like 
cringing. Like, I looked so disgusted. If I had a picture of my face watching that scene, I was like, it would not what? Have been cute. I did not leave the South Side. <laughs> not leave the South Side. Um, yeah, I think they kind of botched that. I mean, in every new Star Wars movie, we get new Force abilities, and I'm usually pretty, like, pumped about them. If Leia's gonna get a Force ability, she doesn't get that much in any of the Star Wars. Uh-uh. What? It was just, it was weird, and the effects were weird. I mean, it looked like it didn't match with the current, like, how great the effects are now. I just, I, I didn't love it. Yeah. I mean, and then she just gets back on. And she's what? She's, like, unconscious. Like, she, she just collapses. Explain, like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I know that nothing in Star Wars is realistic, but like that, just that was a that was a little stretch for me. Yeah. So she is out. We have Holdo Holdo, who is played yeah, by, by Admiral Holdo. Yes, by Lara Dern, who I love her as an actress. But we think when she comes in, Poe doesn't like her. She's in charge of the Resistance, and she kind of just seems like she's she, not doing anything. I got evil vibes from her from like second one like I I wouldn't have been surprised the first time I watched it if she had been like on the side of I don't know I got weird yeah. vibes from her well they make her look kind of eerie she's got the purple hair tall frail oh, I didn't love that either let me just say this okay there was a lot of people in this Star Wars like human people and not a whole lot of you know aliens and stuff I'm not saying that she would have had to be one but I think that she the, her look I don't know. I, I didn't love it. It didn't feel very Star Wars to me. And I, I love Laura Dern. I just, yeah, I don't know if I really loved that character to start with. I'm with you. Like, when I watch the old Star Wars and I see, what's that big old fat green guy? Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. I, I mean, I hate love him. I love all the weird characters, like Anakin with that weird servant guy in episode one. I just feel like Star Wars is all these weird aliens, and I'm not seeing them in this trilogy. Yeah, no, there's there's hardly any. There's a pilot, and then... Well, okay, so there's Admiral Akbar, who's like one of the most beloved aliens in the whole saga, and they kill him on the bridge, and then they're like, yeah, Admiral Akbar died, and everyone's like, oh, man, shoot. Like, what? Yeah. I think... Especially if you're like a grew up in the era of the original trilogy, like you, you know, are an adult now, that would really. I mean, it bothers me, and I grew up more in the prequel era, but I mean, that was just kind of a quick cut off of that character. Yeah. That does lead us kind of into the next uh, when we have the pairing of Finn, who meets Rose as Rose is crying. Uh, Finn's trying to escape. He wakes up from the water. He's, like, naked in the water, and <laughs> Poe gets him. <laughs> that's, I do like that bromance. I think they're fun together. I do, too. Poe and Finn. Um, the only cuter bromance is Poe and BB-8, probably. Oh, my gosh, yeah. He's always like, where's my droid? I know. Um, so, yeah, we have Finn trying to escape so that Ray can find him, and which is kind of a coward move. And Yeah, and I don't really get... You know, they go into, like, they take the time to mention that Leia has that tracker on her wrist, and, like, so does Ray, and they show it in several close-up scenes, and it's, like, kind of a thing, but then when Ray comes, we'll get this later, but, like, when Ray comes back and finds him, it's, like, they don't even, like, explain, they just kind of leave that open-ended. Yeah. It's, like, they they showed it an awful lot to not really, like, explain how that even right. worked. So we have Finn trying to escape, and freaking Rose is just crying about her sister. Rightfully so. I'm going to give her that. Yeah, her sister went. just passed away. Her literal other half with the necklace. Yeah. And... seeing smelt. Yeah. Soon we find out that the First Order is tracking them by light speed. So we have Finn, Rose, BB-8. Thank gosh for BB-8 because I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Finn either. Uh, yeah. And I, I kind of don't think they really did him a service in this movie. Like... They, he was a cool character, obviously, in Force Awakens. And he was, you know, this rogue stormtrooper. We'd never seen anything like it. And this movie, they just kind of... He was an errand boy. Yeah. I mean, they really didn't write him a great storyline. And they put opinion. him with the worst character yeah. in Star Wars history. Yeah, I'm going to just go out and say it. Like, I hate to be a hater, but I just... I did not like Rose at all. Yeah. I, I felt like she was weak and goofy and overly sentimental like I 
She had some one-liners that were so cheesy, and I was just like, oh, God. She was starstruck by Finn in The Resistance, and it, I don't know. I just feel like if you were working for The Resistance, I mean, yeah, you would respect Finn, but there's so few of you guys. I would not. She's like, oh, my gosh. She treated him like a, I would treat Channing Tatum. Like, Yeah. I mean, she, and she literally follows him around. Yeah. All the way yeah, to... Yeah, just so much of her character was just bizarre to me. Like, again... Her haircut. I'm sorry. I have to say it. it it's <laughs> petty, but I'm going there. It, what, what the what? <laughs> yeah, I just... I think that she was... A, I think they were... This was kind of a botched attempt to be, to bring, like, a new kind of character. And we've never really had kind of a human sidekick character like this before but she just was so irritating I, she wasn't impressive I every line she yeah. said was kind of silly let's talk about their trip to the casino Canto Bite Canto Bite yeah here's where I was impressed I saw like the aliens we were talking about earlier and I love in Star Wars where they go on little side missions mm-hmm. to different planets. Mm-hmm. Like, I call it planet planet topping. Mm-hmm. I like it. It keeps it interesting. You get kind of the Star Wars universe. And they're looking for this guy with... Maz tells him to find a guy with... What is it? A red... It's like a red pomblo or what I'm mispronouncing that, I'm sure. But on his lapel, like a, the flower... A red pin. Pendant. Yeah. Right. And they go to this island. They finally find the guy. And they freak out I'm sorry they're like oh there he is pointing at him in front of a whole crowd of people it's just not the time and place yeah I I loved Canto Bite as a location right like as an in theory it was great I didn't love their actual mission for several reasons one being that you're right they didn't even actually complete their mission two they had that really stupid side story in my opinion about Rose like loving horses or whatever. Like, yeah, I, they needed to give her something. <laughs> if she had a silver lining, which she doesn't, that would have been it, but it, the, like her liking animals doesn't contribute to her overall persona of being the most... We, we, we'll get oh, there later. I'm I, sorry. I just died though when they hopped on those horses and they're riding around. Or they're not horses, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Goat camels. And, <laughs> They get up on the cliff and they like free the horse from its saddle and she's like, now we can go. Now, now everything's great. Like, no, it's not. You yeah. failed. You got, oh, let's talk about DJ. DJ. They got the wrong code cracker. Yeah. Like, I, I'm curious who the actual one was that Moz told them to find because they see him. The one with the, okay, the one with the pin brooch red flower. Yeah. And then they get thrown in jail because they acted a fool <laughs> in a nice surrounding. This is like why they can't have nice things. And then boom, out comes, oh, here's another code cracker. I can't whatever code breaker and it's DJ played by Benicio Del Toro and they're gonna botch that yeah I'm in it he's cute but has a stutter yeah no I think and I like him as an actor I think he was an interesting character I just didn't that whole that sequence was great in a lot of ways and the monsters like you said in the casino and it kind of had the cantina feel and I feel like in a lot of episodes of Star Wars there's kind of a um there's a scene like that where they go to, whether it's a cantina or a bar, they kind of get this like otherworldly little experience. But that there's just so much there that left to be desired. I think. Yeah, I'm for it. I'm for the new planet, the new, and we get to meet the cute little kids there. Oh, that will yeah. come into play. Oh, no. I feel like those are going to be important. Yeah, at the end of the episode, which we'll talk about. Let's circle back to Ray on the island, kind of getting her training with Luke. We see her. He goes, they go up to the rock, and he's like, all right, it's not all about rocks. And then, like, yeah. flicks her hand. is like, do you feel the force? That and she's like, so yeah, I love it. Like, oh, I feel it. Oh. And yeah, that was funny. She soon just gets pulled into the, the dark. I don't know. She's like, she yeah. explains the force better than they quote it later, better than the books do. Right. And Luke kind of finally, yeah, he says, I've, I've never seen anyone take this he's obviously talking about Kylo Ren take this the force as strong as I'm butchering this so bad no but yeah I think she yeah he explains the force to her by like kind of the circle of life on the island Mm -hmm. as balance like life and death good things bad things dark light whatever and then this part I think this part confused me kind of until I watched it again when he freaks out second time or third time or fourth second okay second I've only seen it three times okay hop off um when she kind of yeah she gets tempted by this dark 
kind of like hole that's in the island. And I don't know if we see later that it is a literal place, but it's also, I think, kind of a metaphorical darkness. And she gets tempted by it and Luke like freaks out at her. And he's he's saying, you know, you got tempted so easily. And she was like, I didn't see you there. And that's when she kind of realizes that he has kind of drawn out of the force. Yeah. And not only is he drawn out of the force, but he like I always thought Jedi's to have like this intuitive goodness like chasing the light being good good fighting evil good always wins and Luke is like nah Jedi's aren't that cool like at the peak of their and this is why I'm so kind of upset with the way Star Wars is taking the Jedi because now I keep seeing these references to balance of good and evil light and dark and we see that balance with Kylo and Rey in their conversations right yeah and the other thing too is I just think this is kind of what you were saying earlier with Luke's character just being kind of different than we thought is he's not all good anymore and you know if you remember at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi he's tempted by Vader you know join me and he's like no I'm going to save you and he's you know he redeems Vader and he's he's like all good all he wants to do is save his friends and save his father and defeat the Empire now he's which is fine like obviously he's been through some shit like you get that vibe first thing you come on the island but even after his explanations about what went down with Kylo I still feel like we don't really get why he's so turned off to the light side of the force yeah so and I think even Mark Hamill has kind of come out saying that this isn't like what he pictured of the portrayal of Luke being like like this kind of grumpy old man out of touch with reality the term gray Jedi like not in the light not in the dark what cracks me up is so we have these kind of scenes where Ray and Kylo are connected and Kylo Ray's kind of like, Oh, you can come to the light and Kylo's like, You can come to the dark and as soon as Kylo's like, Ah, I kind of see you picturing to the dark, she goes straight to that hole and gets dragged like, Oh, a cute guy told me that I might be going know, dark. So I I'm know. gonna just go see what it's about. <laughs> like I don't know if this is a leap, but like I definitely was sensing some sexual tension in their like force connection. Yeah. Let's talk about her going down into the tunnel and then I wanna I wanna dedicate some time to Kylo Ren shirtless to Raylo to Raylo Ooh, I haven't <laughs> heard that yeah I didn't make it up I can't take credit but okay yeah so her in the hole which I think this is like a huge part of the movie because she loses her buttons she loses her oh she does that's okay. where I noticed that second and time. I don't love her half up here I, I like the buns yeah well anyway so this was I think pivotal fans were waiting for this because the big theory other than Snoke which we'll obviously get to that everyone was anticipating post Force Awakens was who are Ray's parents. Yep. And so this is it. Like, this is when we're going to kind of find out about her, or so we think. Like, when you mm-hmm. watch it for the first time, you're like, when she sees all those versions of herself and the snapping, which I loved, that scene was weird and cool. Right. And I think it very much reminded me of um, in Empire Strikes Back when Luke goes in the cave when he's training with Yoda and faces Vader and sees him and sees himself. It's a very kind of metaphorical, weird, you know, journey into the cave. And this is a hero's journey type of allegory. So it it works and it ties into Empire, I think, nicely without being overdone. It's not the same, but yeah, but then we just don't, she sees herself. Yeah. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Uh, I was unimpressed. It's okay. You're at the island, which is like the holy grail balance of Jedi with light and darkness. And this is like the pit of the pit in the whole galaxy, like supposedly the most evil place. And that's all you got? Yeah, I, I do agree. I You know, you see this, like, I think it's in the trailer. It's like her coming out of the water or some dramatic thing. And I'm like, hell yeah. Like, what is this scene about to be in the movie? You know? Yeah. And and I did, I think, think it was going to be like the Empire thing. I just expected her to see someone else down there. Yeah, I think that's the whole thing. Were you... I was disappointed that Ray's parents were nobody. We have the whole... I should have caught on because Luke and... I think they did a great job of being like, who are you? Why are you here? No, why are you here? Like, you, when right, Luke was... When right. Ray was here, I should have caught on to it. But I think one of the reasons... is There's all these awesome Star Wars theories, and I know there's going to be an Obi-Wan spinoff, but there's all these great theories out there that they could pull from... And they're not going to, you're not right. going to use it? Yeah, even if it's not an overt one. I, What I really thought, and we, we do get this later with Yoda, and we'll get into that, but 
I, I had a very strong feeling there was going to be a force ghost in this movie coming mm-hmm. to someone, one of our main characters. But I kind of thought it was going to be Ray, and I know I like knew this wasn't going to happen because wait, Ray. Um, yeah, I thought no, I thought like a force ghost was going to visit Ray. Okay. Yeah, like sort of, and I thought that um, I thought it might be. Vader slash Anakin. I, I like. I kind of knew that wasn't going to happen because I felt like yeah. Disney wasn't going to go there. But I, I kind of thought her getting pulled into the darkness, she would have to, or even Kylo or something. Someone. I thought who's who plays the guy in Taken? Liam. Liam Neeson. Qui Gon. Like pull Qui Gon in there. You've got yeah, him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's all these different. Or pull a couple. Yeah, like Jedi's of past, you know, or whatever that she could talk to. Like, I just thought that the down there, she was going to have more of a revelation. Yeah. I, I think do. it was more just like, oh, look, we can do a cool little effect where there's a hundred rays and they're snapping. Yeah. I want to talk about Yoda in a minute, but first I want to get to, I'm just, I'm ready to talk about Kylo Ren with his shirt off. Yeah. Get, the whole you've been waiting Force Awakens, I've been, I mean, I've been waiting to chat with you about this for weeks. He is truly a diamond in the rough and by rough, I mean Force Awakens. <laughs> you have, like, Kylo, Han Solo, Harrison Ford, and Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher. Beautiful humans. Mm-hmm. And they have that? Yeah. I'm just... I, the whole Force Awakens, I just kept thinking, why isn't he cute? Why isn't he cute? The Last Jedi? I'm for it. You were into it. I was so impressed by Kylo Ren's body and if he got a nose job and fixed his teeth I think he would be my type you're such a shallow bitch I'm just kidding I'm just saying no he was I think well I think yeah appearance wise I mean I think Adam Driver's attractive but I think Kylo's personality in this movie just really propelled him into full on like evil heartthrob yeah I think I you see him with Ray, and Ray kind of like softens him. Yeah. And I love this. Sounds this is really girly, but he's just powerful. Like everyone on the everyone in the First Order is scared of him a little bit, mm-hmm. and like he goes in the elevator after Snoke is kind of rude to him, and he like bashes the. No, um, he loses the helmet. He That's loses the helmet, thing. and I yeah. I was like, dang, they like from that moment that was early on, and then his little instances with Ray. I just thought, oh my gosh, like they made him look so much cuter. I like the misunderstood bad boy who could be good. Yeah, I, I definitely was way more into Kylo this episode. And I also kind of noticed in a bunch of different instances, I think they kind of made little Easter egg kind of references comparing him to Anakin, which I think, because he is similar. I mean, you know, they're kind of these twisted, bad, misunderstood, yeah. complicated, kind of evil once Jedis and you know they are blood related and I think yeah there was a lot of references to Anakin I think we're supposed to kind of get the same vibe from Kylo about being kind of this dark brooding Jedi you know well yeah used to be Jedi I think it's just inner girl in us to yeah think that Rey's gonna like suddenly change him into this good right yeah but I'm for it and I want more of it no I like want Rey to save him but at the same time yeah Let's jump to... Okay, so then we have... They finally touch hands in one of their visions. And then... that was a lot. Luke comes in and... What? You would have thought they were kissing or something. Yeah, totally cock-blocks them. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I wonder if they would have kissed if Luke didn't come in. I mean, like, probably not, because this is Disney we're talking about. I don't think Ray... I think Kyla's into Ray, and Ray's kind of clueless. she's, like, too good for him. Yeah. She's like, ew, boys. Except for, yeah. Except for not Poe. I'm sure, sh- yeah, I want yeah, we'll to get to that. Um, okay, so then we have the story. Oh, I can't believe we forgot about this. The story, the backstory that we find out, we oh, kind of don't Kylo. know Kylo and Luke. Yeah. Where Luke was his master, uncle, kind of paved a way for him to be a Jedi. Right. And Luke senses this evil in Kylo. Luke thinks Kylo's already changed. When we find out Kylo hasn't fully gone to the dark side, he had been influenced by Snoke. Luke goes into his room. Kylo wakes up, sees Luke, who, I guess, instantly changed his mind when he saw his nephew sitting there. And finally, the backstory that we saw visions back to in The Force Awakens. I just, I wasn't satisfied. I mean, okay, like I understand, you know, we get the story from Luke's perspective and then we get the story from Kylo's perspective. Then we get 
when Ray comes back onto the Luke and was like, tell me the truth, and he kind of gives them, like, the real version. But I just, I wanted more backstory, like, about both Kylo and Luke. I mean, we, how do we even know? Like, what does it mean that he saw seeds of badness in Kylo? Like, I wanted more of a backstory. Yeah. Like, I wanted to really see Kylo, like, back in the day. Exactly. And I think that's a big theme of why I was disappointed in this. It's they answered questions that I I mean, yeah, raised parents. I was disappointed in backstories that I I didn't want. I want other. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Well, and I'm what I'm really curious to see happen. So, you know, we, we set up this whole backstory thing in The Force Awakens. Oh, they say like some of the children went with him and some were killed. Where are they? I think those are the Knights of Ren that we we don't even see in this movie. We only see them in Force Awakens, which I think. And this is like my one kind of problem with having them jump directors back and forth is you had J.J. Abrams set up you know, these plot lines in Force Awakens and then he handed them off to Ryan Johnson and he kind of did his own thing with them, but he kind of left some of them unanswered or unfully developed. So what I think might, I'm hoping happens is in episode nine, when we give the reins back to JJ, that we finish some of these stories. Like maybe we get some of these flashbacks or we get some of this, the stuff that he started in Force Awakens with Ray's flashbacks. Maybe we get a little bit more. I hope so. I hope so, too. Which also brings me to my next point, which is the scene with Snoke in it. And I just kind of want to talk about the Snoke dying scene and kind of who, yeah, who Snoke is in general. And I'm going to be completely honest. I'm a little bit, I know it sounds bad. I'm pretty pissed he died. Yeah, I am, too. And I think that was a lot of people's initial reaction, like, that scene was obviously hype and totally awesome, and I'm like, I'm so glad that he got killed, mm-hmm. but I'm sad that he died without any kind of backstory, because when we get introduced to him in Force Awakens, he's this kind of enigma. He's mysterious. He's clearly so evil. Yeah. And he's controlling everything in the Resistance, or sorry, not the Resistance, the First Order. And and now he's just dead, and we have no... Exactly. And now that Kylo, our new evil character, Snoke is his master. big, bad master. And Kylo, we have softening this. And Snoke, I just remember being so fearful of Chancellor Palpatine, who was the in Emperor. the prequels, and then he was the Emperor. And always being... There's always two Siths, and now that Snoke is gone, who's the other Sith Lord? And I'm just... I was so fearful of Snoke in Force Awakens, and now I just he has wasn't so much potential. Yeah, I wanted him to be this big bad evil character, and then I'm I'm glad he's dead. Don't get me wrong, as a viewer, but being right. the analy- seasoned analyzer I am after analyst, analyst after 15 <laughs> minutes of this podcast, I'm uh, a little bit I don't know, just let down. Yeah, no, I agree. He just you know, and that's and I think a big thing that people have found fault with this movie as fans is that. Everyone had all these theories, and like, who was Snoke? Was he, you know, some kind of evil character reincarnated? Was he someone totally random? Does it even matter? And I, I listened to one thing where someone pointed out that um, maybe, like, in the original trilogy, we didn't really know who the Emperor was, and we don't really get the backstory until the prequels, mm-hmm. which, like, okay, I can see that, but I just think killing him in the middle of the saga like not even in the third installment of the prequel I mean sorry of the sequel trilogy so we don't even yeah like what's gonna happen are they gonna go back in the next one and talk about him right I did like that scene where it felt very Emperor Darth Vader Luke with Snoke Rey and Kylo yeah that was such a that was a nice mirror to the Return of the Jedi scene with them right and you think Kylo's about to kill Rey, which, I mean, in the back of your mind, you knew it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> and then he, loves her. he just used the force and chung, lightsaber right through the stomach. And that was such a nice, you know, play on when Snoke was like, he's going to take the lightsaber and strike down and kill his truest enemy. And then, like, he did. And it was Snoke. Yep. Joke's on you, Snoke. Yeah, joke's on you. I guess you're not as evil as we thought you were. I guess you can't read Kylo's mind as much as... You thought, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, uh, and then we have those little red guys in the Praetorian Guards. Yeah, how do you? What? A, what the what? <laughs> <laughs> Who were those guys? 
I was kind of confused by them too because you know in Force Awakens we get exposed to who we believe are the uh, the Knights of Ren, which are like Kylo Ren's henchmen, basically. But clearly those aren't them because they're not on Kylo's side. Right. And they're dressed in red and they don't have lightsabers. They had like badass weapons though. Okay, that thing that like attached itself to Ray's lightsaber and was like lassoing it in. Oh right. That was gnarly. That's just another I'm here to Star War for Star Wars to watch awesome lightsaber yeah. scenes that were like ninja and Ray's got it. You know what I did notice though? I know this is like me being so overly picky because that was such like an intense fight. When we were watching it last night, like there wasn't a duel. Like there wasn't a lightsaber duel. Like no one fought with lightsabers. They just fought other people. That's true. I would never have thought about that. And uh, which is fine because it was also. I'm not. You know that wasn't a lacking scene at all. Like that was definitely action packed. But this is one of the first Star Wars is where we don't have two like a Sith and a Jedi battling, dueling. True. They were fighting together and then they like rip Anakin's lightsaber in half, which really. as a oh. fan of Anakin, that just ugh, hurts. It was awesome, though. Seeing yeah, it was. Kylo and Rey. It's like they have all this it was tension like a, built up, slow-mo. and then they're fighting together. And then we have Kylo saying, "All right, we're we're out. We're just going to go start our own life." Yeah. And it was very Anakin Pat and Padme on Mustafar. Yeah, and Kylo definitely wanted to kiss Ray afterwards, and then sweet innocent Ray was just like, "Oh, we've got to go." She was like, "We've got to save them, the fleet." And I just love her inner goodness. She is. Oh, I like rest- this. Oh, we're getting there. <laughs> um, yeah, and then she's so cute. Yeah, them splitting Anakin's. Oh, that's symbolic for something. That's gotta mean something. <laughs> that's gotta mean something. Yeah. No. Yeah. That was, I think, one of the greatest. Pretty much from there till the end of the movie, I don't have a whole lot of qualms. Yeah. You know, like those action sequences are really, really feel like Star Wars to me. Yeah. After this, we see Luke back on the island with Yoda, which we kind of touched on earlier. But can you kind of explain the burn down? Yoda was like, "Oh, it's fine. Ray already knows everything that's in those books." Yeah, I think. I think we were supposed to maybe feel like, oh, shoot, you know, they can't burn down this, the Jedi text, they're so important, and then Yoda kind of coming in and saying, they're just words, you know, and Rey already has all this, and it kind of shows maybe that the doctrine of the Jedi, historically, maybe isn't as important as understanding the Force and kind of the teachings that are passed along, um, but that... I I just wish they had a little bit more respect for the Jedi. And I I just grew up loving the Jedi and thinking they were so awesome. And now it's like their temple place and everything. They just kind of brushed over like, eh, it doesn't really matter. Like, what? I know, like, this is the Jedi. Yeah. So respected. And they kept saying, talking down to them, like, oh, it's easy to romanticize them now. But I I don't know. I I was romanticizing them in the prequels even when they were, like, corrupt. Me oh in episode three when they all died I a part oh of God. me Order died. Sixty six is like the biggest heartbreak. That is such yeah. a bummer. That scene. I don't know, and I think a lot of this is dependent on the next movie, which we'll talk about later too. Were you content with Yoda being the Force Ghost to come back? To me, Yoda is Star Wars, so I was fine with it. But then when you said that other bit about it being other. Yeah, I just wanted it. Nothing against Yoda, because obviously I love Yoda, too, and that was, like, an awesome callback to the original trilogy, but I just, I had it in my mind that it was either going to be Obi-Wan or Anakin slash Vader to kind of impart some wisdom on Luke, and then it ended up being kind of just a jokey, jovial scene, which was a fun comic relief, and I think a total Easter egg for a bunch of fans to get to see not just Yoda. Yoda. not Yeah, not just Yoda, but Puppet Yoda. The return of Puppet Yoda. I call him Crack Yoda. (laughs) I like it. Because he's on drugs. But yeah, I mean, that was definitely fun. Um, But I just, plot-wise, I don't know if there could have been a better way to, to accomplish more with that scene. Yeah. All right, let's kind of move on to the escape scene where we've got Leia waking up, immediately stuns Poe. Yeah, no hesitation. Yeah, uh, we come to find out that Haldo is actually good, um, was obeying Leia's orders. We find out there's a planet crate where there's a rebel alliance base. 
Um, and we also have, oh, this is important, Rose, Finn, DJ, and BB-8 have escaped onto the First Order ship to kind of crack into where they calibrate, where how they track light speed. Yeah, okay, and I want to touch on that for a second because... So, the whole reason that Rose and Finn go to Canto Bite, that whole side story, is to get this code breaker, they get the wrong one, Yep. to come back, break the code, and, like, they do all of that, and then they, like, still don't break the code, and DJ sells them out and says it's just business, and then they, like, fight, but the only, also- the only reason they don't die, I just thought about this, is because, uh, because Haldo crashes through the ship like they're right. about to get their heads cut off yeah so like their whole thing was futile which not that every mission has to be some glorious you know heroic ending but well we have Finn and Rose like, two of the worst characters not executing like are we surprised yeah <laughs> no. are we story, surprised like, I could have been so fine with the movie just like without them in it yeah Finn, they don't... I don't think Finn... I love him as an actor, and I liked him in The Force Awakens. Why do they make him so... Just dumb, wandering around, always making kind of the wrong choice? Yeah. He's brave. He also... He says that... Yeah, like, I love Finn, don't get me wrong, but, like, he has a couple dumb, dumb lines. Like, I was not a fan of him being like, let's go, Chrome Dome. And trying to leave everyone so Ray. It's like he blindly loves Ray, and then is off... Yeah, but it's yeah, but it, he and Ray's relationship isn't even. It's like not passionate and deep like Ray and Kylo's is. <laughs> well, it's also just like not touched on in this movie until they literally like reunite and hug, and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot they knew each other. After he kissed Rose, we'll get there. So, I think it would be really cool if Finn, since we didn't get it with Ray, was the descendant of some Jedi, really cool Jedi from... Oh, like he was tied to the past somehow. Right, since we didn't... Since Rey wasn't and she has no parents, oh, if we got like that... that. With, it would make him... Like, let's make him cool. Yeah, and that would kind of come out of nowhere. Like, no yeah. one would expect that from Finn, but that would... That either would honestly be one hell of a twist. Yeah, a cool Jedi from either the originals or there's a ton from the prequels to f- pick from. You're so right. I like that. When I was watching him fight Phasma, yeah, he grabbed that like blaster hybrid lightsaber thing whatever he was like wielding it yeah he was he's like knew what he was doing and i was like and yeah he was like the badass in the force awakens never even like seen a lightsaber and just like went for it yeah and And him and phasma like like, finn doesn't have force ability and like maybe he doesn't but shit he's better better than freaking kylo that dude for all of his training he's not a very good swordsman well, we haven't really gotten to see him. Sorry, don't even saw your boyfriend. So, yeah. And because Haldo blasts through, we forget, I forgot at least, Ray was on there. She sacrifices herself. Finn gets his final revenge with Captain Phasma. And separately, Ray escapes. And Finn, Rose, and BB-8 escape. I hate their escape. When oh my god, I just like have to throw this in there when they're fighting and um, Ray, not sorry, not Ray, Rose like rides up on that like cut in half ATAT and is like, "Hey, want to ride?" I was like, "Oh, I just like could not deal with that part." But at that point, I wasn't even surprised. <laughs> I was like, "Classic Rose." I'm pretty sure I saw BB-8 roll his eyes too. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and they rolled his head. The first order trusts DJ because DJ kind of told them that's why they started bombing at the resistance headed to. Oh, yeah, he told them about the cloaking spell, right? Spell. Cloaking shield or whatever. Yeah, on the escape pods. Right. So only a few of them all escape. To did you feel like they they blew up like? 50 of those and then there was there was only 10 to begin with and they blew up 50 and then there was like five left um <laughs> they kept they were like shooting one every second and I, I don't know I haven't seen it as many times <laughs> as you I didn't have time to count uh so now what planet are they on great the great mineral planet mineral cold salt ice dog 2.0 I liked it I, I love planet changing yeah planet hopping too. that was yeah at this point the movie I was like wait this movie is still happening but I was yeah I thought it was about to end and then we have this whole new yeah I kind of thought they were gonna like go down a crate and it'd be like a cliffhanger and then maybe episode 9 we start with the battle but no we just 
we packed it in there. I think that battle was cool. The red, that was We've got the, all the resistance. I liked it. Yeah, the resistance just hanging in a mountain separated by one huge metal door. They call their allies. They prepare for the first order to come. They know they're coming. One thing that kind of bugged me about this whole scene, though, is like, where did that cannon come from? How did they get the walkers? Yeah, so that Poe, sweet, beautiful Poe, who can do no wrong, finds out that there there's a cannon, so they start preparing. Right. I'm just wondering, like, where did that come from? You know what I mean? Like, I know, they have in space. so many weapons. I know. I just feel like that was a plot hole, but maybe yeah. Pessimistic. But they do talk about how many weapons are sold by those people at the casino. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, they find out that the red is salt. You have all the that image of all the uh, yeah. tacky, rusty cars coming down. But yeah. also, I was like, well, they can count easily, see where you are with that. Well, and one thing that kind of bugged me about those because I thought those were so cool and exciting with the red flying behind them. And I was really hoping for kind of a dogfight situation like you had on Hoth and Empire Strikes Back where they're actually engaging the walkers. It's a choreographed fight, but it was it wasn't. It just they hurtled towards them and then peeled off, except for Finn, who, who could have died heroically. But I mean, I was I was so disappointed with Finn this whole movie. And finally, I'm like, ah, a hero. Yeah. Within and Rose just ruins it. When she's in and ruins it. I'm everything. sorry. Let's all admit that we were a little upset when Rose just tumbles in. What What are you doing? I was so mad about that. I, hands in the air. <laughs> toss my popcorn. Oh God! I I just. And then, I mean, really just the worst part of the whole movie where he's like, why did you do that, Rose? And she's like, ah, dummy, I saved you. She's like, "We okay, I mean, it was sweet. <laughs> no, it wasn't. We can't fight what we hate if we don't protect what we love. And then, like, a little pucker. That was the most Disney thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. And, like... That was just not... And that he didn't want it. He kissed him and she, he did not want it. Oh, and Ray, right before that, swoops in on the Millennial Falcon. Chum, chum, chum. What's that thing called in the... The turret. She's in there. And she's just blasting things, distracts so many little shooters from the resistance and then she's in there she's like oh I like this I know oh I butchered that but she's so cute and Chewie the most underrated captain oh I know he really he's a good pilot he's a great pilot justice for Chewie and I loved I loved too when um they were Kylo Ren was saw the Millennium Falcon and was like fire at that ship and uh Finn was like oh they hate that ship and it's oh yeah it's his dad's ship you know, yeah. which is kind of like a big, I don't know. It's just funny how much he wants the past to die, as he says, like, 11 times. Yeah. I just love Chewie being a good pilot. I just, I had never thought about him, but oh, he yeah, when flies they go it a lot. the planet core, and they're, like, crashing through those caverns, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, and Ray's like, Chewie, adjust, and he does. Yeah. No, and and now I'm happy because there's one Porg. I, I really just wanted one, one strong pork. pork to be, like, super cute. Can we just talk about how now Chewie is, like, our only original character left? Well, plus Except R2 the dro- and... The droids, yeah. the droids, yeah. Living character. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. The resistance fails. They're all about to evacuate. They don't have anywhere to go. Nowhere to turn. They're just sitting there. In comes the Skywalker. Luke, to be exact. <laughs> The Skywalker. We get his reunion with Leia, and he hands her a little something. Yeah, the dice. Which I need to go back and watch the original trilogy because I'm sure that that must be mentioned. I just I looked this up. You did. I've yeah. Finally, I have something to bring to the table. Um, So apparently, and honestly, I looked it up, and it kind of made me disappointed because it's in the Falcon in the original episodes, but it's never talked about. It's just something that one of the set director directors found, liked, wanted to use, found it on eBay, bought it for 22 euros and kind of put it in to this Star Wars. So we see Luke giving it to Leia. And I think we had seen it maybe earlier in this movie, but it doesn't really mean anything. 
they just the set director liked it from the originals and wanted to bring it in I'm like out of all the good things theories characters you want to bring a, a dice yeah that was kind of a weird keychain and I consider myself like a serious fan like not a whole lot gets by me when they reference their movies just because I've seen them all so many times and I I did not know what that was yeah let's bring in a chain no one talked about <laughs> Sorry, I'm being very pessimistic. No, but. I did. Yeah, but I, I was so glad we got the reunion because I was worried that it wasn't, they wouldn't have filmed it. And then, you know, Carrie Fisher passed away and then we were never going to get it. Like, that was my biggest fear. And um, kind of almost just spilled her wine. Yeah, sorry, guys. Um, but we got it. And I'm, I am, I'm like eternally grateful for that. Yeah. To have those two characters get that moment because now we can't ever have that again. Luke and Leia. Luke and Leia. Except that one time. And I didn't kiss this time, thankfully. Gosh. So then we have Luke going out to fight Kylo and Poe. Of course he figures it out. That was awesome, I think. It's a beautiful brain inside of those locks. Especially because Poe and Luke don't really have any connection or history. So that was kind of a cool moment where, you know, Poe was like, Luke is here and he's he's doing this for a reason. And it it bridged the two kind of eras of heroes together, I thought. Did you pick up on the fact that his footprints weren't red? Yeah. I did too. Yeah. the The first time I watched it, I was like... That's weird. And at first I was like, is that a mistake? Yeah. CGI mistake. Then I was like, there's no way. It was like, whoa, his footprints aren't red. But, and then something else exciting happened. So I never finished. Another reason I caught this too was they're like, well, how did Luke get in here? Well, it's like, because he's a ghost. Right. They said, but we, oh. So like now when you go back and watch, you can catch that and you're like, oh, well, duh, he got in like through the air because he didn't have to come through a door. But we didn't notice he was a ghost until. They go, shots, fire. He's like, fire at that man. A million shots go at Luke. That was pretty funny. You think you got him? Yeah. Oh, and then we get another Hux sling. Yeah. Which I love. He slings him against the wall. Yeah. Yeah, Hux is a good kind of human antagonist to our human antagonist. Right, and I think it's important to note old, unattractive Kylo is back at this point. He's evil, reckless, like before he was evil with a purpose misunderstood we're not really so you sure he's hot anymore nope i i was over it the minute he you're back on poe i'm i mean i never left poe but i was like <laughs> willing to cheat on him with kylo for a second all right that's fair enough so yeah we see him just kind of reckless not thinking clearly mad at his old master fire at him luke stays he goes down okay lightsaber war yeah. Two people. You're right. You are right. Okay, sorry. I, I spoke too soon. I mean, technically not because he's a ghost. I was thinking, I guess I was thinking, like, at the time of Kylo and Ray's fight, there, like, hadn't been one yet. Right. I'm with you. You're right. Okay, you're right. So, yeah, they do sort of duel. Um, but it's kind of just mostly Luke outwitting him. You know, he's he right. does that whole Matrix backbend thing. Yeah. How does a seven-year-old do that? I don't know. The rage. I mean, Kylo's rage in that scene. I think Adam Driver gave a great performance. I, you know, as Mm -hmm. Kylo, he really sold it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I felt his emotion. I I definitely felt it. Um, And that was such the ultimate like f you to Kylo. Right. And it's he's using his own game against him. Like he finds out that Kylo and Rey have been using that tactic with the Force. Right. So now. Haha, ha, jokes on you, Kylo. Yeah. Okay, and when you finally, it's been building up like all the clues of him not being real, and like I guess it's when Kylo cuts him in half, but he doesn't die. I didn't get the and whole ghost thing until that see, moment. It cuts back to Luke on Octu, like hovering, clearly like sweating, really laboring to do this, and you're like, holy shit! He found his force. Yeah, like that was of all the new force tricks. I mean, yeah. This was just something else. Let's give praise where it's due, because I've been really pessimistic. That was awesome. Yeah, Luke killed it. I'm heartbroken to see Luke die, even if he just kind of... Even if he comes back... So, yeah, we see Luke just... I love the vision of the two sons. Yeah, the binary sunset. That's such a nice callback to... You know, when we first see Luke. Right, when we first meet him. And and even, I think this was cute to tie into, that uh, Yoda goes, oh, Skywalker, always staring at the horizon. Right. Which is clear, and he is, and, you know, it can mean a lot of different things, but Drop that well was done a there. beautiful touch. Yeah. yeah. Nice work, Disney. I'll give you that much. I did like that. Yeah. Which makes me feel bad about saying my next, what, 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 <laughs> sorry, <laughs> what happened to Leia? <laughs> 
Yeah. She just doesn't. Does she get on the ship? Okay, so wait. I, let's fast forward back a little bit. We have Ray. They all find it. They follow the dogs. Like, where'd the ice dogs go? And the crystal critters. The crystal critters. Oh, God, and I hate that. Uh, they find out there's no natural way, or there's no. There's no way for them to get out. Like, there's no other door. Right. They said there's no man-made doors, but there might be natural ones where they're right. asked about the critters. And they get back in there, and they find, like, how they're getting out, and it's this huge wall of rock. Right. And they're, like, hopes up. There's, like, there's no way we're getting out of here alive. Right. And, and then we Rey. see, yeah, Jedi's don't just use the Force for lifting rocks. Yeah. Except for this one except time. Except for this one time. Yeah, and that was a nice little ode to her conversation with Luke earlier, and... I mean, that's an impressive, because think back to when we, you know, she's a, a new Jedi, and right. pulling that kind of a stunt requires a lot, because think about Luke, by the second, by the middle, or the end of the second movie for Luke, he was trying to lift the X-Wing out of the swamp and, like, couldn't do it. Right. And so this was a, a big feat for her. Right. And, you know, I'm going to give her credit where credit's due. Yeah. That was awesome. And so she lifts, lifts the rocks and Poe and Finn. Are right there. Yeah. And competing for her affection. Finn runs and gives her a hug, and then later on they get back on the ship. And Poe, bold move, goes up and says, Hey, I'm Poe. And she says, Oh, I know. No, it's the other way around. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. She's like, Maybe I just want Poe to do this to me. She's like, I'm Poe and I'm Ray. And he's like, I know. Yeah, well, in that and at that moment right there, I knew Ray and Poe. They like there's definitely some chemistry, and I don't know. They just like threw that in the end, but I'm a, I'm fine with it. I just think Poe is so attractive, and I hope there's a love triangle pulling her to the light in the dark. But actually, it's going to be more like a like a love rectangle, right? Because there's like Finn, who's like the best friend, like friend zoned on the side. Is he? Is he? <laughs> friend zoned because I'm pretty sure he's the only person that's supposed to be competing for Ray's heart but I only want her with Poe or Kylo I, I can see her and Finn together if Finn mans up if Rose dies yeah and then oh we see we have the Ray and Poe conversation and then it cuts to a scene where Finn is tucking Rose in which I could have done without <laughs> like, let her freeze <laughs> Yeah, I could have definitely done without. And I mean, do we think that Ray is jealous? I don't think Ray. I'm reading too much into this. Yes, but I think Ray is not interested in the, all these boys. No, Ray just wants to be a Jedi. Yeah, and I'm good for her. I know she's a strong, independent woman, and she just need no man. I need to be more like Ray. So I wish I looked more like Ray. We don't know where Leia went. Yeah, they. I think. I, okay, here's my here's what I think is going to happen is in episode nine um, when we go back to directed by JJ, she's going to be. I think they'll like mention her death in the crawl at the beginning because they're unless they CGI her death, they really kind of bear you know back themselves into a corner with that one. And partially, I kind of expected her to have kind of like a Furious Seven Paul Walker exit that was kind of like exactly. metaphorical, maybe not. And okay, in hindsight, what I re- and they couldn't have done this because they didn't film it this way. But if she had gone out like Hold- like Holdo did, right, that would have been amazing. Yeah, like saves the day, heroic death. But oh well. So yeah, very the last scene in the Last Jedi is these kids, three kids, which I think is a reference. I want to make it a reference. I'll stretch it to Han, Leia. And Luke, we have two boys and a girl playing, and one boy goes outside, and I notice this the second time. He uses the force to grab a broom that looks like a lightsaber, and it gave me hope for the next episode that these little lads yeah, just might be in, Jedi. I saw it. I saw it on premiere night for the first time, and when he grabbed the broom, the whole audience gasped. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, the whole everyone was like. <gasps> And, you know, everyone caught, I guess it kind of depends, like, on your theater, you know, if people caught it or not. But, and so, naturally, I was like, oh, my gosh. And so, and it's like Luke said, he will not be the last Jedi. There's Rey, clearly. And then maybe these kids, you know, or that boy, you know. Right. I think that's a good, that's a good open-ended way to end it because 
it leaves room for more story. You know, even if they don't specifically go into this into this specific child, there's more force users out there. The resistance or the rebellion is strong. People believe in it. The spark that Poe talked about, it's coming. Right. A lot of my doubts in this movie can be fixed with the next one. Yeah. And I think that's why... I give it for every good thing. I'm like, oh, but and I, th- right. I really do think that there is room to make it a great ending to a trilogy. So what exactly what are you looking for in the next the last film the last to this film trilogy, of the sequel trilogy? Um, well, I'm bummed for, just just to preface this because allegedly, and I, you know, who will ever know if this is true, that this was supposed to be kind of like Luke's movie, and the next one was going to be Carrie's movie, or sorry, Leia. And I think maybe what was originally planned was that Leia would kind of bring Kylo back from the edge potentially, but we, that won't happen now. So I think, <laughs> um, and which is, I mean, obviously heartbreaking and terrible, but they're. They're creative. They'll figure it out. You know, a way to kind of wrap this up. Hopefully, they'll do it well and leave the fans, you know, satisfied. But I I kind of am hoping that there's some kind of a resolution with Kylo, whether it's his death or his, you know, um, getting pulled back to the light side. I think... Yeah, I want hot Kylo. Yeah. I think he'll come full circle. I think Ray will be integral in that. But I think it will be a struggle. Like, I don't think it's going to come easy. There's a few things that better happen in the next Star Wars. In the first, stop hating on the Jedi because they're awesome. Right. I want more lightsaber scenes. Oh, oh my God, same. I need I need some lightsaber scenes. I want more background visions with Maz, that lady with the goggles, you know? Oh, yeah. I want Maz explained because we just see her for a second in this movie, so I, want, I need more Which background with her. Which makes me think I want more of her. Right. I want backstory on the Jedi in general and the Sith, the good evil balance. I just I need more clarity on that. I want I want more Ray Kylo. I want, I, I want Ray. I mean, not Ray. I want Kylo misunderstood, shirtless, <laughs> and like striving for Ray's attention. I think I am surprised there's not more like any romance in this okay because okay, I'm not counting Rose I'm sorry if you count that it's not romance to me um, <laughs> because think about it okay so the original trilogy obviously Han and Leia yeah the ultimate romance and then the entire prequel trilogy and the entire fall of Vader really has to do with romance of Anakin and Padme so this is the first trilogy without a love story. Disney, if you're listening, don't take this away from us. Give us a Star Wars love story that doesn't involve Rose. Right. And I'll be forever grateful. Wait, there's a few things, more things I want. And yeah, one of them yeah. being just less Rose. Like, can we How about let's no? kill her off? Let, <laughs> give her a heroic death. Or not. I think I think to the same face they just never mention her. <laughs> just sweep her <laughs> under the rug. Look, we'll forget if you do. We won't hold it against you if you just. And this is like nothing even against the actress or anything. Absolutely. About it. I just like hate. I just didn't love her character. If someone gave me a bad script for Star Wars, I'd act as actress it out. To is that a verb? I would do it too. <laughs> yeah. No. And I. I think Poor she. Thing. She gave a good performance. Like clearly, that's a talented actress. I think it's Kelly. Her name is Kelly. I think she's definitely talented. But I just didn't like the way they wrote that character. Right. At all. And so. lastly, just more jumping to planet hopping. Planet hopping. And yeah, less space battle. I love a good space battle, but this was a lot. Yeah. And just a little more aliens. Yeah, more aliens. More job of the hut. Yeah. There, no, he died. I'm just saying as an example. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. I get you. I get what you mean. I want more force ghosts, and I want either Obi-Wan or Anakin to make an appearance. Okay, I'll shut up. I know that's not going to happen, but... Um, okay, well then, let's ask, since that's not going to happen, what's your uh, ripened potato score? I'm, On a scale of 1 to 100, 0 being bad, 100 being... Flawless. Being okay. the originals. Right. Okay, my ripened potato score, I'm going to have to give this... I'll give it... I'd give it a 70. Okay. That's generous, and I like it. I mean, yeah. Okay, after I saw it for the first time, I would have given it a 10. Right. I was not happy, and I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. Okay, maybe more like a 60. I don't know. There were great 
I think there's an equal amount of great and bad. Exactly. Which is, I gave it a 51. Okay. Because for Slightly every... more good. Yeah. I, I liked it. I really did. And as oh, shit, pessimistic I as like I was... <laughs> well, you can, you can share my 51. Okay, I'll share Because for every good, there's a bad. But the 1% is... For all the Disney listeners out there, I don't think they're going to mess it up. I think the next one's going to be good. I think they had to set... The, I mean, any second movie in a, in a trilogy is going to be kind of answering questions, but also setting the tone for the next one. Right. Well, and I do think they're going to get back... Not There's nothing against Ryan Johnson, but we're coming back full circle to J.J., so I think any of the initial story that he started to tell in the in the Force Awakens, he he can now come back and kind of wrap up. Yeah. And I do think I mean Disney has handled some aspects of Star Wars beautifully. I mean Rogue One, in my opinion, couldn't get more close to perfect. I liked it. A so lot. I think that they can do some good stuff. Let's finish strong. Yeah, let's finish strong, and right. then there's the next trilogy and the live action TV show. And an Obi-Wan. And an Obi-Wan movie. And a Han Solo movie coming out in May of this year. We'll definitely be doing that. Let's do Goat and Woe, and then what we're looking forward to. Okay, Goat of this movie for you. Well, let's just do Woe on the count of three. Okay. One, <laughs> two, three, three rows. rows. All right, good. <laughs> Thank gosh that worked out. Um, yeah, we've already spoken enough about Rose. My Goat? Okay. My goat is the one second scene of Kylo shirtless. <laughs> but for the whole movie, I think my goat would have to be Holdo. Oh. Just because someone I... I love the small heroes in Star Wars where they're just there for one movie and like the pages and the Holdos and right. people who sacrifice for the resistance, I'm here for it. And for someone I hated so much in the beginning... Of the movie, if Poe didn't like her, like, I am with Poe. Yeah. Like, Poe is pretty much, like, we're basically dating. Right. And, um, but then, I mean, I weeped over her death. Like, my, I told you, my glasses got foggy. I was really upset. Yeah. Self-sacrifice. Just total 180 for me. So, my goat of the week is, and I love, um. Laura Dern. Yeah. I think she's a sweetheart. I think I. Who's yours? I mean, this is pretty conventional, but I think I'm going to have to go with Luke. I like it. I just, you know, he's been our hero since the beginning. This is his story, and he... <laughs> this is his story. Emily's about to be crying. I'm about to be crying. Y'all don't know what Star Wars means to me, but... Yeah, just to see him go... Like, his death with the sunset, the dual sunset, I just... It was a lot for me to take in. Right. He's another one who started off annoying and came full circle. Right. Yeah. Not that Luke Skywalker's annoying. I mean... He's not a perfect character, and I was annoyed with him at the beginning of this movie, but he did... He pulled some crazy-ish at the end. When he, like, brushed off his shoulder, that was Oh, yeah. See you around, kid. I liked it. I'm with you. Nice. So, I guess this wrapped up... Our first podcast. Right. So let's... Cinevino. Cinevino. Episode one. It's over. Let's close out with what we're looking forward to for our podcast Mm. for 2018 in the film industry really quick, and then we'll end this. Yeah. So what are you looking forward to? 2018 in film. I'm looking forward to women catching up with men and, you know, just... Most definitely. Yeah, seeing more women in lead roles, seeing, directing, see, producing. Yeah. I would love to see more women directors. I think that would be huge. Yeah, I think 2017, I mean, all the women in black just... Yeah, oh, the, the Golden year. Globes. Yeah. yeah, that spoke volumes, I think. Absolutely. Um, which is, this is not great to follow with, but I want some, <laughs> I want some more <laughs> Nicholas Sparks movies. <laughs> Don't we all? Um, and maybe a Christopher Nolan film or two. But yeah, I'm just excited for, I want 2018 to be a really good year. Yeah. I'm, I have high expectations. 2017, I didn't see a lot of great movies. So I'm thinking they all saved them up for 2018. Maybe so. Yeah. What well, about what you? What I'm looking forward to, like specifically for this podcast in the next couple of weeks, is doing some of the um, award show track movies and really kind of catching up. Because every year, you know, between Golden Globes and Oscars, I'm like, shoot, I got to see all of these. Right. Um, so I'm looking forward to those. And then, I mean, personally, I'm looking forward to Han Solo. 
I really am a little bit worried, but I think it's going to be great. Um, and like you said, just seeing more women get involved in film. Way better well-spoken than mine. <laughs> better well-spoken. Better well-spoken. On that note, I think we're going to close out Season 1, Episode 1 pilot of Cinevino. I'm Carolyn Colby. I'm Emily P. And thanks for listening, y'all. Bye, Rose. <laughs>